0: We're only allowed one an episode, thank you. Oh, well, our listeners aren't here for cunt. Someone told me the other day that his his latest partner had a lovely boy pussy, and I, I to, hate that. And phrase. I had to say, despise I had that phrase. Oh. I was like, please never, ever say that ever again <laughs> to me or to anyone else.
1: It's the worst phrase. <laughs> what about bussy? That's worse.
0: That's much.
1: I think they can be under. Call it a halt. I think they can be under one umbrella. Like a contraction is just as bad. A contraction of the boy pussy is so much
0: worse. Oh, (laughs) oh, oh, Is that the stinger? Is that the opener? I mean, I mean, goodness me! Are
1: you suggesting that I should absolutely use the contraction of a boy pussy as an opener?
0: (laughs) No more Pepsi Max for you. (laughs) Hello and welcome to episode 13 of The Variety Show. And Matt and I are sitting opposite each other in the same room for the first time in quite some time. And Matt's going to say hello as soon as he's finished taking a bloody picture. Content! You can at least turn your noises off.
1: Yeah, I did realise that. I'm going to do that now. So that I can take pictures without anyone knowing. Oh, yeah. That sounds weirder than a minute.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, your key tones are on, which have been annoying me all week. Oh, uh, well, that's because
1: I like resembling a 50-year-old woman who hasn't yet entirely worked out to use her phone. All
0: right. Hello!
1: Hello! Uh, episode 13. Episode 13. Um, yeah. We're back sat in... The same place, which is the first time. I think it's about seven or eight episodes. The first time that we've done one in person, I think.
0: Episode eight was our last in person episode. We've had a before bit of a gap you, before you galley vanted off to the enough. to the Sahara. How was it? It
1: was very good. We to have we have discussed nice? it. You're saying that as if we've never discussed it on the podcast since we have. Uh...
0: But I haven't. I, we haven't discussed it since early December.
1: True, we have had a bit of a gap. It's been a couple of months. Absolutely, nights. all your fault. Nothing to do with Jesus. Do you have uh, a present? I have, I have brought back three mild new fetishes and a small present for you. Which would you like first?
0: I definitely don't want to know any of the fetishes. Okay,
1: but you're probably going to. Okay.
0: Can I have my present?
1: I suppose. All right. Adjust your expectations. I mean. Low. The last time lower, you gave me a present.
0: Lower. It was a printout of a badly photoshopped picture that someone had done of me.
1: That you had had framed. It wasn't tasteful, black and white. It
0: wasn't tasteful, black and white, and it is now tastefully in the bin.
1: That's very rude. It was a nice frame.
0: <laughs> the frame, I've kept the frame. Have you? Yeah, That's so that was the most valuable part <laughs> of it.
1: Okay, so adjust your expectation low. Yeah, lower.
0: Lower. Than, lower. Keep lower going. than that.
1: Probably lower than that. Keep going lower. Okay. okay. Um, the important thing to remember with this is that I found this in an Egyptian shop where no one but me and my host understood the innuendo. Stops there. me like that. Here you are.
0: It's a bag.
1: Yes. It's are a we lunch man,
0: bag. or are we ba- It's a lunch bag. Lunch bag. Oh, it's lined.
1: Yes. Okay. Thank you. Read it out. So okay, it says,
0: "Are we bears or are are we men or are we bears?" And yes. it's got a picture of three bears. Yes. My boyfriend loves these bears. Does he? Yes.
1: Does he want a foursome with the three bears? It's
0: a delicate issue that we're not talking about at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matt.
1: So they they <laughs> use that.
0: <laughs> that won't go in so, the bin. No. Okay. But it might go on eBay.
1: That's nice. So I have one. Our mutual friend, but not the usual mutual friend we mean when we say our mutual friend, but the other mutual friend, the, the, one, mutual who's in, the one who's in denial that he's bear, but he is a bear. Oh, yes. Uh, he also has one. I felt that it was a more existential question to continue Hold to ask Hold on a second.
0: Have you just told me that the present you bought for me, you've also bought for yourself and someone else? Yes. It's not a special. Great.
1: <laughs> well, it would be a real shame to ruin how special that present was in the first place. Yeah. All
0: right, well.
1: <sighs> but for three bears, we also have... Are you not
0: counting yourself as a bear? No, no,
1: no. I meant three bears bears on the um, lunch packet. While
0: our mutual friend is a bear, he doesn't acknowledge it.
1: He does not acknowledge (laughs) it. But he will have to if he takes that to work, which is what I aim to. It's an improvement on the year before when I bought him a Jeremy Jeremy Corbyn Christmas jumper and he didn't speak to me for a month. And that's our first politics chat. I I feel that's just more in the spirit of an anecdote about friendly japery.
0: What were your... What were the three
1: new fetishes you Fetishes discovered? is a strong word. It's more like three things that are now hot that were not hot before I went to Egypt. So, first can I, of I all, make
0: a joke about <laughs> everything in Egypt's hot? Cause it's, it's you can, hot. but
1: you'd be incorrect. I was, I was in a coat and scarf by the end of it. What trauma. It was terrible. Um, so the three things are chunky men on motorcycles. So you see a lot of this, and mm-hmm. a lot of time they are sort of bearded, chunky Egyptian men. Who right. are sat straddling each other with their arms wrapped around each other? Oh, multiple, it's
0: just, multiple on each bike.
1: I mean, yes, absolutely. Okay. Like two, if they're being conservative. <laughs> I've seen five on a bike was the maximum I saw. Not men, all not all men. That was a family mm-hmm. that was different, but like, but uh, yeah, but it's a thing. Lots of kind of chunky men sort mm-hmm. of holding on to each other. It, it's quite hot.
0: But it, I have a similar interest mm-hmm. uh, anytime I'm in Asia um, uh-huh. because there's lots of trinky Asian boys yeah. hugging each other
1: I think they're all doing the same thing they are it's just they are. that they're, they're just, when they're you just go, go to Asia teasing. your demographic is there <laughs> and when yeah. I go to Egypt my demographic's yeah. there they're just
0: prick teasing me yeah. that's what they do they don't do it when I'm not there
1: absolutely yeah, yeah. they're just like pizza arriving all, yeah. yeah. Um, related to that actually so there is a, a sort of thing in Egypt that um, straight guys will walk kind of arm in arm or linked arms and it reads so camp to yes. our eyes but is not yes um so that takes a bit of adjusting too. The second thing is the outline of a vest underneath a shirt.
0: Okay. Because
1: despite the fact that I would be like boiling hot and dying to them, it was very, very cold when they said so they were all in many layers. Yeah. so that's just the thing. Again, very blokes with this so that that's become a an addition. Okay. Has, have you bought your
0: boyfriend some some vests?
1: I have not. He no. No. But I did try to buy the third thing. Oh God, Galabayas?
0: Oh, the tunics?
1: Yeah, the sort of robe things that they wear. The yes, old um, So this may be our first crossover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there are a lot of those. When you're actually there, it's only kind of like it's really more like a traditional dress. That there aren't actually that many people wearing it. But um, mm-hmm. but we went on a hunt. I was kind of determined that I wanted to bring <laughs> one home, and we were under the impression. Well, in fact, they are. They are incredibly cheap. But you sort of have to know where to find them, I guess, because we went on a hunt through Minshea, which was the um, big kind of sprawling Alexandrian market on the hunt for one, and we could not find one. And everywhere we went, they'd be like, oh, go to this shop, and we would go to this shop where they did not have them. They only had Saudi Arabian ones, which were about 60 quid. So I was like, yeah, no, all right, thanks. And then we would keep getting lost. So we would keep looking for somewhere and we'd keep getting lost. And we'd be like, oh, do you sell Galileo's? And they'd be like, oh, no, but I do know one that would do. And they would take us like a couple over and we'd be back at the same shop. Right. We went back to the same shop four times because our sense of direction had got so completely skewed in this thing. So we would turn, up, we would turn the corner and the guy would be like, ah, oh, no, no, you're not going to buy it. Because we've already said no to him twice. Yeah. So I didn't bring a Galileo home, but she had promised me that she will bring one. <clears throat> bring Your host. Back, my host. So they are my three things that are now, now hot. Okay. New triggers. Triggers. New triggers.
0: (laughs) This is the intro. This is the
1: intro. On our new improved, we're currently at 14 minutes, new improved shorter episodes.
0: They're not improved.
1: right. well, I mean, I'm... Would, our viewing figures would suggest they are improved when they're shot?
0: Not viewing, listening,
1: listening, whatever. You've completely
0: misunderstood the medium that we're going for. I right? have, as, I. You, <laughs> as you recline seductively on the floor <laughs> opposite me.
1: No, this is why I have exactly judged my medium. No one can see what I'm doing right now. My voice is still on the right level, and we're all fine. Yeah, <laughs> I believe you have a, a point of contention about our listening figures.
0: What my point is that my the people the. We actually have listeners. I'm not going to say how many listeners mm-hmm. we've got, but according to the app, we've got some listeners, and they're not just people we that are related them. to me. No. Oh, I, we know some of them. Yeah. We definitely know some of them. But what we don't have is a single listener ever <laughs> in Scotland.
1: In Scotland.
0: Yeah. Which um, I feel a little aggrieved by. Have we
1: ever said anything offensive about Scotland?
0: No. But they'd only know that if they'd listened. No, but maybe if
1: we start saying something anger, like that will anger people, maybe it'll reach them.
0: I don't want to anger Scottish people. If you know anyone in Scotland,
1: please please tell them to we, listen. We'll perform sexual favours in exchange for, listen, for listeners, listeners, listeners in Scotland.
0: I, yes, I will, but I won't perform them on the any listeners person. or people who recommend it. i have just perform them on my boyfriend. Instagram. Like. what? On my boyfriend. <laughs> Um, So so he'll thank you It's
1: very selfish I know, it's so selfish Cool, so shall we do some actual content (laughs) a solid 19 minutes Probably only six with editing Uh, I'm really Looking forward to moving on to the main chat The main chat Offended
0: Next The main point
1: Main chat Okay. Uh, the topic, I mean, you give me a vague also, topic. but it's, it's very... not called
0: the main chat. I don't know how many times we're going to do this. It's called the main point. <laughs> For
1: fuck's <five laughs> sake. <seconds. laughs> main point.
0: <laughs> it's even in the jingle.
1: It wasn't even going to be called that originally. We just couldn't think of a name. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, the main point. <laughs> oh, God. The main point is your topic, but uh, I don't really know what the topic is. So.
0: Well, I mean, it's my topic, but I feel that you're going to talk more about it. Gay Bear Geeks. Yes. There's a lot of them. Yes. I don't get it. I'm not one of them. Okay. Why do they exist? Why do they all go to everything? Why like why can't they
1: just be normal? What an excellent lead in to our new listeners.
0: (laughs) Hi, Scotland.
1: (laughs) Um So, do you remember an episode a while back where we discussed uh, the rite of passage as a a gay teenager growing up who felt uncomfortable in, like, changing rooms and pee and school and all that stuff?
0: Yeah, do you remember how I didn't feel any of those things? Yeah, that's
1: why you don't get this. Okay. Uh, I just think there's probably a large crossover with the bear community if they are... There's no no diplomatic way to put it. If you have been basically a chubby guy since you were in school, Mm -hmm. then there's a good chance that you were at least probably uh, let's i I, because i don't know i couldn't talk to the current environment of of that kind of thing now but if we're talking about our age group i would say there's a good chance that you had a pretty shitty time of it in school right you would probably have not had access to the popular clicks to that sort of thing and therefore that usually leaves you in the geek space Mm -hmm. because it was more polarized i think when we were growing up that was you know you just were you the Again, it's not a
0: visual medium. I know, I'm waving my arms. You were
1: either like, you know, it was... The way I remember school, it was very, very split. You had the geeks and the kind of outcasts at the bottom and the weirdos at the bottom half, and then you mm-hmm. had the popular half at the top. And there was no crossover between that. The, the popular kids were not into anything that we would now call geek culture or anything like that, or at least not visibly. And that was the important part of it.
0: I mean, we had geeks, but there was like four of them. Well, no, there was four girls, and then there was, there was the God Squad, and then...
1: But that's visibility, isn't it? So you, you find your tribe. That's the point. So what we have, the bear community, is a community that in theory, I know we've discussed whether it does or doesn't, but in theory, welcomes in people who do not conform to the body type of conventional attractiveness either within yes. general life or within gay community. And that becomes a massive crossover because what you're finding then is people who are then finding those kind of people who maybe came through that same kind of yes. you know, the geek outsider upbringing as they were coming up before we had the big... And boom now. And then you tie that in with the big boom of the rise of just keep culture anyway mm. where that becomes popular. So what you've now got is a bunch of people who've got who have become part of a community that in theory welcomes that kind of outsider nature. You can then bond with people over those sorts of same things and you've got a rise in it as being part of popular culture anyway. Does that make sense?
0: No, it does make sense.
1: I just... Don't get it.
0: Yeah, and like...
1: I think it's become a way, I, no, I think it's I become don't. part of the, you know, you know, you know, you know, that way that once people kind of join a group of people, they all homogenize a little bit, which is what we're going to talk about in a yeah. future episode. I think so. There is a little, there is a little bit of it in which is once you have that kind of, if you have a welcoming community where you're like, actually, do you know what? We're allowed to enjoy these things openly you then almost overcome it. You swing, your pendulum swings the other way because then that's the thing that you can bond with these people in. So there's so many people who then have now forged it into a full identity yeah. rather than just, I enjoy all these things and they're maybe not that mainstream or at least they weren't when I was growing up that yeah. I had experiences for it. So, and I enjoy these things and if I find someone else that, that, that it chimes with, I think there's a lot of people that come into the bear community who are really, really desperate for that sense of identity and you see it it's part again. It's part of a future episode discussion. Where we're gonna talk about basic yeah. bears kind of thing, but like yeah. we can take the piss. But I think a lot of that is about people really, really wanting like that the, the the mechanics to connect with people and build a community because they've had trouble doing it before or they've had bad experiences trying to do it before. Yeah, and people can overcompensate and make it such an intrinsic part of their culture of their identity.
0: Yeah, I I just I just don't get it. Like I'm a geek on certain things. Yeah, but like I'm a geek. I like, I'm I'm a massive geek on. Number plates, cars, weird political borders, probably some other stuff. But, like, it's the fact that, like, they're all into Marvel. I have yet to date someone. (laughs) I've yet to date someone in my life who doesn't love the Marvel film. I think that's. And I don't care. I will never willingly watch one. I will willingly watch one. I will never willingly watch one by myself.
1: Okay, so I think that's slightly separate. I will never
0: want to go to anything that's got the word
1: "corn" after it. <laughs> I just think it's, a, it's it becomes a factory. Does this mean
0: I'm a jock?
1: <gasps> sure. <gasps> if you want, that. am I a jock? Yeah. Do you want to bully someone in the, in the in the in the lunchroom? You can do it with your bag. Slam with, your bag down. Yeah. Give me a lunch. Give me a lunch. Put away your dice. I don't understand gaming very well.
0: I mean, to be fair, a a decent number of my lunches are not spent playing Monopoly deal. Um, (laughs) Yeah, sorry. not a (laughs) joke. With people... You're maybe a wasted joke. People at lunchtime.
1: I think think with that, so I think there's lots of reasons why it, it happens. I think you have that combo of maybe when you're growing up, it's these are the things that you enjoy, but you have no one to connect with them over. Or in connecting with them, over them you still get labelled the outsider and then you move into a community where you know, the bare community when it's done right or even when it's not done wrong can still be a huge community that you can be part of and you can find people through that mm. and it becomes just that option to celebrate something that you weren't allowed to when you were a teenager which if you think about it has a massive crossover with sexuality Because everyone sort of says you hit, you know, a lot of gay people hit their 20s. Their 20s is effectively adolescence Mm -hmm. because you didn't have the opportunity to do all of those things when you were when you were a teenager. So it makes sense really that those things tie up there because you're still experiencing those things. You're holding on to the things that you had as a teenager or had as an adolescent and you get to carry on with them and you get to connect with people over them. And I also think some of this is also just the current times for everyone. I think our whole set of our generation has a huge kind of connection to the things that they loved when they were children because we've effectively got a pretty scary... Future. ...world. Current. Yeah, and people lo- like people genuinely do hold on to the things that gave them you know comfort when they were younger. And I think that's... This is why I was saying why I think the Marvel thing is slightly different. I think that's about timing. So for lots of people were asked, the Marvel movies started when we were, what, 17, 18? a formative section of our life. Yeah. And that's what you associate. It's why, so my, I, I'm not a Marvel fanboy, but my equivalent would be Harry Potter. And the movie started when I was 11 and rounded me through to 21. Yeah. So like, you can never replay it. But I if mean, you just were not But if you it. just, but the point is, if you just didn't hit them at the right time, you maybe don't have the same level of kind of emotional connection with them. My, my third theory or fourth theory, I can't remember the theory yeah. that i had.
0: You can edit it to have Absolutely, three. say the right
1: number. So the, is also that, bear community, what you get, so the you know the initial feeling upon joining someone like the bear community is like, oh my god, it's counter—it's not countercultural. I will strongly argue to the ends of the earth that the bear community is now so fucking mainstream that yeah, it's not so countercultural. Nice. But the lovely idea, especially when you first meet or encounter mm-hmm. this idea that oh, a larger guy, an overweight guy, whatever your experience is prior to that, is can mm-hmm. be attractive, can be objectified, and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff that goes with it—that's liberating. And then that, what that kind of leads you to is, okay, so if this thing that I've previously considered something that's, a, I guess, a negative part or something that other people won't find attractive or is not, you know, if you have permission for that, it gives you permission for other aspects of your life. So that idea, so therefore, you know, the idea of the geek culture and all that kind of thing, which might, which is still, again, you can make the same argument for this. It's still sort of presented as countercultural. It's fucking not anymore. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like that, Psychological thing that you're like, all right, okay, so I have permission for this too, permission for this to be open to be celebrated, which is actually a really positive thing. Obviously, loads of people latch onto these things I'm and not, make it all about their kind yeah, of their identity. I'm not
0: saying that these this this is negative. Yeah, I just don't get it. I'm not part of this group, See, and I don't. I don't. I, if there is a joke, I don't get the joke. I don't think and I, I don't quite am either. I, I,
1: I, I'm I, not quite part of it either. I find it really yeah? frustrating because I would like yeah? to be. Because
0: yesterday you asked me if I'd seen your ceramic witch's witches hat from Harry Potter. It's not from Harry Potter. Well, then that's even
1: worse. <laughs> it's a wax better. It's beside the point. Anyway, no, but I I, I kind of I, feel, and I guess all the way I feel that the of community is that I'm sort of semi-adjacent but never quite part of it. No, 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 all right. But no, no, but seriously. But I have friends who will, you know, who have like weekly gatherings where they're playing Dungeons and Dragons and things like that. And they just, they understand it. And I don't, it's not that I don't get the appeal. I just don't, literally don't understand the literal mechanics of playing it. Yeah. And so I don't have any way to bond with people over that because I'm too late to the party. Yeah. But I've also, I've got, I've got, you know, gay friends around the world who are in their 40s, 50s, who still do this. And I think that's that's kind of wonderful. They're still finding ways to connect with people and they're just doing it irrespective of what. How in a veticom, adult, whatever they're doing, might be viewed, then it really doesn't fucking matter. And it's coming back, these things are swinging back around in popularity. Mm-hmm. The only place that I find it irritating, but still, is just when the sort of I would guess people, let's say early 20s, mid 20s current bracket of people who just make it like virulently their thing. It's their I life. am, I am the I'm a geek, pup, bear. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. You are all of these things but you've like exaggerated it to you've such had, you, lengths. You've got twenty percent
0: of all of these things each and that makes you a whole person. Yeah. And an actually you're devoid <laughs> of personality.
1: Yeah. yeah. But then people have been latching on to something popular to create a personality since the dawn of time. It just might yeah, be that, as it currently happens, the ones that we are, we are used to being but really niche. The millennials do love
0: them. They just they <laughs> they want everything at once, so they ha- they have to latch onto six different things. Mm.
1: So now that we've insulted possibly most of our fan base,
0: oh, we're fine. Most of our fan base are straight Australians.
1: Excellent. Maybe we should do like a
0: pivot next episode. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, we're recording on Australia eh? Um and it actually it occurred to me uh, Just before we started That it is ten years ago today That I first met my best friend in person Because ah. we both went to an Australia Day party Hosted by my friend that died That's cheery
1: <laughs> Thank you A lovely Coda
0: No you don't know this But Coda was part of the dead friend's username <laughs> It was Coda Lion <laughs> Awesome
1: This is great We you not like to do anything else If you some of his ashes I like can throw him out the window <laughs>
0: Off, Mike, I'll tell you, not funny, but funny story about his ashes. That, they are not, ladies and gentlemen... They are not to be recorded.
1: <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, straight people of Australia... Yes. ...will be occurring during the following jingle. Does your mother
0: know? Right. Does your mother know, Matt? I
1: don't know. I could not possibly guess. I know. There's definitely some suspense here. I know. Yeah. You have ruined
0: this. You've ruined this game. It was one of your favourite parts. I enjoyed some of it. So, you've ruined it. So I'm just going to ask you some general questions from now on. They're not going to be specific to you, but we're going to ask for specific details. Okay. So, does your mother know what Bukkake is?
1: I strongly doubt it. I bet she does. No. No. Pretty sure she doesn't.
0: Sorry, my best friend in Australia. His yeah. mum knows what picaque is. Does she? Because he had to explain it to her. Oh, you've told me this before. Because part, yeah. of because of the cards against humanity.
1: Yes. Um, Lovely. Okay. And, so, and
0: I think he said something like, "It's when a man and 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 a, <laughs> really and a, man, love a woman, woman <laughs> really love a woman and come on her." And <laughs>
1: Not accurate, yeah. Um, my mother does help, so my brother. Uh, Amazing
0: no, already. No, no,
1: so this, this is not Macaque. This is not Macaquey wrong. But uh, I mean, I'm sure everyone has got a pretty firm picture of how you know prim and, uh, and restrained my mother is. Yeah, so I can't remember the context. No, I, I can't remember the context, but I can't say it on the podcast. But so he was in a he was in the kitchen. He was helping clear plates, move plates across, and um, she said the following phrase to him she the sentence that she said was, and I'm gonna use the pronunciation because the pronunciation is important. Okay. You have to stimulate the clitoris. Whereupon he dropped the plates in shock, and that was the end of that conversation. And uh, he's still and to it. this I, day I, traumatized I, by his mother attempting to give him sex advice. I
0: want to know to what the start of that conversation
1: was. I think this was her version of how to be like, well, how to reinvigorate your uh, right. your sex life. Um, There's
0: a little button down there, and you well need to. was. Pressing. I believe it
1: was essentially. Like I don't know if a that's true, by the way. I believe it was essentially a non sequitur. Right. Like, I assume there must have been some form of lead up to it, but it was out of the blue, and she'd like, never said this. And actually, as much as I can absolutely imagine that I would not handle it well should she ever say a thing like that to me, probably more weird in my context if she did, but that's beside the point. But actually, do you know what I find quite interesting about it? My parents belong strongly to the generation and the particular mindset where I would have not considered that they would have thought about female pleasure.
0: Your mum's about seventy.
1: Seventy-five next year.
0: So yeah, she is slightly too old for the free love
1: sixties and, and and out was, of that world, and even was, so. And was out of London. Yeah, very and, much out. Of, Well, she was in the London. She was in London the sixties, but like she's not. She wouldn't have struck me as being part of that world. They're part of this, this uber conservative kind of you know, which is not to say that they aren't sex positive with marriage in the context they just didn't strike me as people for whom that would be a component mm. or for whom or even I guess for whose advice for hey the best way to fix your marriage is to because that isn't their mindset so I mean when you actually unpack it it's kind of interesting but also he was carrying plates and maybe she should have just picked her moments as it
0: were well I mean who who's to say what the right moment is for an elderly woman to tell her son to stimulate her his wife's clitoris um, I don't know if I could narrow it down to when is the right time
1: do you know when I think the right time would be What? I think the right time would be in your next Confessions minisode it's not a miniseries I think you should ask, you should ask your mother what the best way to pleasure a woman is
0: I will if you will but you've got to do it first <laughs> I'll
1: consider it and
0: it's got <laughs> to be on video we need to get the YouTube yeah, content it's
1: remind me, you don't know what she looks like there. I'll hire an actress, carry on
0: I'll get a picture, don't you worry did you have more? Uh, no.
1: Oh, just that. Oh, right, okay.
0: You've ruined the game, man. Well, I've
1: not ruined the game. You have. No, You've
0: absolutely ruined the game by pointing out, quite rightly, that she knows nothing about but your that's... personal life, <laughs> limited amounts about your work life, and nothing about your living situation.
1: I think know she knows a little bit about my living situation. But let's be honest... She just, knows your address. Let's be honest... I don't know if she does actually. She doesn't know this <laughs> address. Right. She, doesn't,
0: she doesn't know this not address. Not like it's
1: not hidden. I just don't think I've given her it. The, um... Yes, but let's be honest, this, this, this game has never really been about our mothers. This has absolutely just been about us uh, admitting stuff on record. Yeah. Well. At least my next one for you is. So, no, in short, I don't think she knows what Bukaki is. I wouldn't. couldn't be sure. Who knows? The world is a mystery. You don't know
0: what happens at those church weekends.
1: I never, ever want to hear this. Next. Please, next.
0: Oh, Reverend Martin.
1: Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not Paul Martin. Never had a Reverend Martin. Reverend Johnson. Close. This is
0: Puffs
1: on the telly So uh, we are Moving We're sticking to the theme Puffs on the telly Yeah. But we are moving on from uh, Tales of the City Which is what we were looking at before So the first thing we're going to do Is we're going to do a little pair of, uh, of episodes And we decided to each watch Each other's favourite gay film Yeah. To provide gentle criticism That will not in any way offend the other You're right, going to criticise right? my movie? Okay well, we're starting with yours.
0: Oh no! All I've written are criticisms about yours, but I wasn't expecting—I wasn't expecting you to be able to criticize what I think is possibly a perfect
1: movie. Well, let's discuss.
0: Okay, it's, it's beautiful thing. Yeah,
1: the Jonathan Harvey written uh, um, coming of gay age film from nineteen ninety four. I think it was actually ninety six. Ninety six. But first of all, have you seen it on stage? Exactly. I mean it was originally a play was it, yeah. or was it originally a play Before the film It was originally
0: a play And then it was a film did, And yeah. then it was a play again
1: It's been a play multiple times It's come yeah. back It's had many revivals yeah.
0: It's possibly the most important film I've ever watched Okay Briefly summarize for, for anyone who hasn't line. seen
1: it First of all I don't know why you listen to this podcast If you haven't Because yeah. it's like There's going well, to be spoilers Summarise it briefly um,
0: It's set in Thamesmead Which is a horrific council estate In southeast London that I used to live in, um, in the mid-90s, during
1: uh, a very hot summer. And uh, it's... Allegedly, according to the plot, it doesn't look very warm ever in the film.
0: <laughs> well, it's always sunny. It never rains. All yes. the grass is brown. And basically, it's three flats. Uh, in One flat is a... Uh, a uh, single dad and his two sons, the youngest of which is beaten up pretty Ridiculous. much every day yeah. by his brother and his dad. In the middle flat, it's a single mother who runs a pub on the estate and her geeky, unpopular son. And then in the third flat is another single mother who's from the Caribbean and her daughter who is obsessed with Mama Cass and has seems to have dropped out of school. They're yeah. all... They're all they're all about sixteen, seventeen yeah. years old. It's basically the two boys fall in love with each other, yeah. um, and single mum in the middle is trying to get off the estate. She's trying to she's interviewing for a new job. That means she'll be able to run her own pub um, somewhere away from Thamesmead. Mama cast teenager is uh, just really bored and takes a lot of drugs and drinks a lot. And annoys her neighbors. And I was reading a review of it last night after you went to bed, because mm-hmm. um, we watched it last night together. Yeah. Uh, one of the things said that the gay coming of age story is almost incidental. All of the other characters try their best to steal the show, and are very, uh, very close to doing it. Um, like there are huge sections where the the two know, main yeah, characters yeah, yeah, yeah. aren't in it and it's almost like it's just a drama about these three three mm. sets of families that are all slightly different makeups yeah. of um of sort of working class
1: yeah.
0: family breakdown dynamics yeah. and it just so happens that two of them happen to fall in love yeah. and it just so happens that it happens to be the two boys yeah
1: I think that's probably a fact. That is one of the that's a I, mean, I, think that's I didn't why, know I was
0: going to do a synopsis. Sorry, <laughs> and that's just off the top of my head because I've seen it maybe a hundred times.
1: You're probably right. Yeah. I think that's probably is why it works. Because I mean, I think I see advantage of it maybe coming from a play background because that's often how that sort of works. You have longer stretches. Plays are designed to have like longer stretches of yeah. things on on stage, so you have more characters and you have and, more time for people more, to change and outfits. It's, and, and it's and, all about kind of. Layering in the characters and sketching in the characters and doing that rather yeah. than just telling a fast plot, which is what sometimes film aims for.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. really, because one of the things that we said afterwards was, um, like halfway through, um, the the other person we were watching with was like, "Oh, when's the bad thing going to happen?" So after they'd got together, yeah, and when's the bad thing going to happen? And we were both like, "It's not." Yeah, and actually, that's probably the most revolutionary thing about it as a film. Nothing bad happens about that. I mean, it's not. It's not easy necessarily, it's not straightforward but there is no big comeuppance or big like, oh now the gays must be miserable.
0: No, I mean the um, the boy Steve, the boy that his dad beats him up, like whenever he comes out to his boyfriend's mum, is like my dad will kill me. Yeah. And it's made a joke of because he keeps she says your dad would kill you so I'm not going to tell him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah no, he actually would. And, she's, and like, she's like, yes, I, I just, just said that. Said that. <laughs> and like, so it's sort of made a joke of, but yeah. like, you never see his dad but again. Like not you to never see yeah, his dad the again. Point. You know, and it's left that they, they, they're they together, they're happy, they yeah. have his mum to protect them. Yeah. They're about to move off the estate into her new pub. Yeah. And so it gives you hope.
1: Yeah. Um, Which is, I would argue, still borderline unusual for a gay film. Yes. It's yes. also quite unusual for a working class film. Yes. As a working class film goes, it doesn't it doesn't exist in this bubble where everything's like lovely and nice, but at the same time, it doesn't portray it as this grim you know, like grim, joyless No dangerous situation. And that still I would be struggling to tell you many films that compare to it in that way.
0: Yeah. It's I mean the first thing is the first kiss. Yeah. Right, so they're lying in bed. Steve's just been given a massage for his wounds. Yeah. It's clearly very hard. Yes. Very confused. Refuses to turn over. Man. Refuses to come up to the other end of the bed. And then he does. And uh, Jamie gives him a kiss. And it's the most innocent case. Yeah. So I, I think, let's say I was 15. I was about to say, yeah,
1: how old were you when you saw this? I, yeah.
0: If it was made in 96, I was 12. Okay. But I definitely didn't it see it. Away, yeah. I definitely probably was 14, 15 years old. Yeah. So he gives him this sweet little case. And then Jamie, or Steve says, do you think I'm queer? Mm. And Jamie replies, it doesn't matter what I think. Yeah. No one had ever said that. I'd never heard that. I was, at that point, certain I was gay. Yeah. I was also certain that I needed to be quiet about it for a while. Yeah. Either... Family wouldn't understand, or friends were too young to understand. Yeah. So, fourteen, fifteen, no one outside of my head knew I was gay. Well, I mean, they probably knew, but I hadn't yeah, told mean, anyone. Yeah, yeah. And the reason I hadn't told anyone was because of what they would think. And so to hear, it doesn't matter what I think, yeah. was genuinely, like, revelatory. And it has, all, I, I watched that, not that scene, but, like, those two lines multiple times. hmm just been like oh okay like those are the mo- in my head those are the most important two lines in the whole film mm-hmm. and for personally for me possibly the two most important lines i've ever heard from cinema
1: i think it's um because i can tell you exactly how that scene plays in other things i've seen you know we've all seen versions of that scene and normally the way that scene would be played was if the first yeah the first person reacts badly as like mm-hmm. do you think i'm queer the other person would be like oh no 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 but we can still do this. And they would be using that as an, uh, like, which is, yeah. This is my point. It's arguably, it's dramatic. It's not even arguably realistic, but the idea of doing that line instead Mm. is so much more potent and powerful.
0: And also the, you know, Steve saying, do you think I'm queer? It's not a, it's not defensive.
1: No, it's it's uh, like, it's like, is that what you, is that why you think you're doing this? But
0: it's also like, I, I think I might be. Yeah. Do you think I might be? You know, like he—he's genuinely—he's asking a question right. because he wants to know an answer because he doesn't understand. Mm. You know, the other thing I've written down in my notes: Sandra, single mum, Yeah, fucking stunning. We discussed this last <laughs> night. So her I'm, final look. Her final look. At the black dress is, in like, I I I remember thinking at the time, like, because it ends with her. Sort of becoming a lesbian, but she's not. She's she's, like symbolically. She
1: she symbolically dances with the other female It's effectively solidarity. Yes. Um,
0: But in that in that moment, so I for for the whole film, it's like well, she's got quite a short dress on.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh no, she's got quite short hair. She's like she looks a bit a bit like a lesbian. Um, But like. It was mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone was still calming down from big hairy idiots. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, she's in this black dress and she looks so menacing <laughs> and so beautiful. <laughs> and and nothing about her has changed. All she's done is she's put on this
1: yeah.
0: sort of figure hugging, long strappy black dress yeah. that she's got because she's going out dancing with her friend. And who has not dressed up. No, but she I mean. has not. <laughs> no. Her friend is maybe wearing a T-shirt it, and a skirt. Is it
1: not semi-implied it's because she's celebrating Because she's got the job, hasn't she? Is it maybe the idea um, meant to be sort of suggesting, oh, she's, she's got a, you know, yeah. glammed up to, or bought the dress or whatever. But, I think yeah, like, oh, maybe. Like
0: but uh, her friend could have, you know, could, not, have, could, have, could, have, could have taken off the denim jacket. Although, if your friend looks
1: like that, do you even try? Well, also, <laughs> I
0: mean, they're only going to Woolwich. Yeah. But she, like, she looks... So, so scary, and like gen like she looks like she'd knock anybody yeah. out, and like then that's what she's doing. she's protecting yeah, her child, yeah. you know, her child is standing beside her, dancing with his boyfriend in the middle of the public yeah. square of this horrible estate which we're in the mid to come to in a moment, you know. There's a strong chance that somebody would just walk over and start punching them, yeah. and she's there going, "No, you fuck with him, you fuck with yeah. me, and you know I will oh, fuck man. with you." And yet, look how flawless I look. Yeah. So, you know,
1: there's three other moments in the. Film. I want to discuss the ending. Yeah, but there's three other moments in the film that I and some of them are really minor, but they're the ones that stood out. I, I still I remembered them and they stood out for me again when we were watching yesterday. Mm-hmm. The first one is the bit where she called Yvonne.
0: Which one? The mother. No, she called Sandra.
1: Sandra. Yvonne's a bad girl character, I think. Yeah, yeah, so Sandra, she's just in bed with the boy with her boyfriend. Yeah. And she oh, just sort of like, rolls over. She just she just goes sort me out. Yeah. Which it's just a really minor character thing. But genuinely, even now it's just that very frank like yeah, go on and do this. Like very commanding female sexuality kind of thing. Well she she
0: she not bullies him, but she like dictates yeah, yeah, yeah. to him throughout the entire yeah. film.
1: But like... Do this for me. Go and get this for me. Rewinding all the way back to the context. This is an early 90s film that I think was a Channel 4 film. Yeah. It's quite ballsy, but it's unusual. It's, it's just an unusual kind of moment, and I like it for her. Yes,
0: but it's also... It's, you know, like... She, he This boyfriend is not the guy's dad. They've only yeah, just started dating. Yeah. It, you know, her son tells him, yeah. you know, he she had a different boyfriend last year. Yeah. You know, the neighbour tells the yeah. boyfriend that she's a bit of a slag. Yeah. You know, like she she looks after herself. Yeah. She's used to looking after yeah. herself.
1: The second moment I love is the bit where she tells her friend about the son being gay. Oh. I'll or where he sort about himself. Oh, he very men- much uh, It's a decision, yeah, yeah, yeah. He mentions going to the gay bar and they both kind of freeze. Yeah. And then she just sort of says, I will never have grandchildren, but in a sort of like yeah. arch way. Yeah. It's and like, then the friend a... just kind of looks a little scandalized, but then in a kind of like She oh, no, she, oh, she, way. No, well,
0: she she just sort of she just sort of looks at her quite earnest, like yeah. sad and then goes, Aw. Oh That's a shame, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I love the moment between the two of them. It's just this very much this kind of like, oh, okay, we all know what's happening here. Are we going to acknowledge it? And she does. And I just really like it. It's a really nice little moment.
0: But later when they're dancing, her friend is still sipping that champagne. Yeah. She's not comfortable. No. And I don't know if she's not comfortable because she's lost her mate. Or... Because she's lost her mate to watch it. She's Her mate is now dancing with a woman in the square. Well, they, she's not comfortable. Like She wasn't comfortable at the start of the conversation in the flat whenever he's outing himself. It's
1: following... It's not. It's but, not, that, it's not the bit that you're missing in the middle is where he invites them to come along. Yeah, no, and no. And she says no.
0: But the friend doesn't say anything. The <sighs> friend just looks uncomfortable. That. Yeah. She works it out in her head. Oh, he's gay. Yeah. But I've, I'd always read that as I'm uncomfortable because... I didn't know this, and this is a family private thing, and I'm here witnessing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But then last night when I was watching again, um, because I knew we'd be talking about it, I like was like watching some Watch, yeah. little things, and it cuts to her a couple of times in, this, in the dancing scene. Yeah, it does, scene, I noticed
1: that, yeah. Looking uncomfortable.
0: And she looks uncomfortable. Yeah. And I don't know if she looks uncomfortable because...
1: I have an alternative. She's lost it. her
0: friend, or because her friend's dancing with a woman, or because suddenly gayness has arrived in Thamesmead.
1: I mean, we all of it. I have a third or possible, fourth possible meaning oh, reading gosh. of it, which is that you could read her potentially as a lesbian.
0: I mean, you could l- read a decent number of the women in the film okay. as a lesbian. Try
1: doing a reading of it where sh- she's a lesbian. She knows what the bar is. Yeah. She has her very close female best friend. And then the first time that gayness intrudes into their life, her female best friend is now dancing with another woman. I have no idea if this is in any way an intended reading, but you could choose to interpret that look at the end as that. Yeah, I suppose as you a, could. You know, why are you dancing with her, sort of thing. Or, but I, I don't think it needs to be text. That is what I quite like about it. it. Is just there. Yeah. Let's discuss. Well, let's discuss the ending. bit now, anyway. So, how do you? The ending is one of the more famous parts about it. I guess. Love it. With everyone. So everyone. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's not really a spoiler. Cause it's it is not. 20
0: okay. plus years
1: old. Fine. Yes. Okay. So they, everyone, oh, uh, Stee and, was, the, was Stee Stee and, and Jamie. And Jamie, they go kind of out into the square and they just start to dance together. Yeah. And
0: So Stee comes out to the girl next door. Yeah. Says, do you want to come yeah. to the Gloucester with us? I don't know any game guys. Yes, yes you, you, do. you do. And, and then, like, okay,
1: I'll find me a lesbian.
0: Yeah. And then Jamie comes out to his mum's friend. Yeah. And then and they just—they're they both waiting yeah, for Leah, the girl next door, yeah. to get ready to go. And for some reason, they decide to, to start dancing. Start dancing in the middle and of the, for of some square. reason it's
1: sort of important. I'm going to mention that a sec. But like they, so they start dancing, and then the mother effectively starts dancing with Leah, almost like as we just got like protection. It's do yeah. not leave them dancing on their own, and everyone just sort of watches. And no one is, and it's it's painted like it's kind of romantic last moment, and it is. And everyone watches, and no one's particularly. A problem. Yeah, They don't show it as everyone, like, it's not some ridiculous moment of like, and then everyone was like, yay, the gays. Yeah, but it's no also not. No a... one's
0: cheering, no. everyone's watching, but,
1: but no one's hitting. They are, yeah, and the bit where you said, for some reason, there isn't a clear established reason why they start doing this.
0: Well, um, so there is um, Mamakas
1: playing, from playing. Somewhere. Unclear but, if that's diegetic or non diegetic sound, yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's It's never explained, like, she, her music pops up throughout the, the film, film yeah, yeah. at loud volume yeah. usually late at night yeah. when Leah's drunk because yeah. she thinks she's Mama Cass yeah. right but this one instance it is never made clear no. if we're hearing the music or they can all hear yeah, it yeah.
1: the so I I couldn't find this I tried looking at the source for this last night but I remember I've either seen a commentary with Jonathan Harvey just read the interview or something along those lines where he talks about this last scene and what he intended with it and how that he just really wanted to end it on, you know, it's a council, there's a working class council estate movie about gay community. He still, he wanted, he didn't want to end it on some ridiculous kind of like, and then everything was fine, Yeah, but he still, he wanted it to be positive. So he, his working at the end of it was eventually, it's sort of fantasy. It's happening. It's happening. It's not, it's not in anyone's yeah. heads, but it's, it is a fantasy for us. It's the ideal us. version. It's a fantasy to have for us, for the characters, for their happiness. Yeah. I think he tied it to the idea of, you know, like, you know, ultimately they're, they're 16, they're not going to last. Like, they're sorry I mean, to really, no, but, like, but, this is, but that doesn't matter. So you can, you can still end it on this and then, you know, here are they happily kind yeah. of dancing and that kind of thing. Um, and I like that sort of as an ending. It's one of the most surprising things about it is that it just ends on that. That, its version of ending on a positive note is to just end on a fucking positive note. Yeah. That still doesn't feel unearned or doesn't feel ridiculous.
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking of like reactions and positive notes yeah. and stuff, um, we had a, like we had a little pre-discussion of this last night um, with your boyfriend because he, he had lots of things to say. Okay. Um, uh, but like when he comes out to his mum, yeah. When Jamie comes out to his mum, her only concern is that Stee is not a great choice of boyfriend. Yeah. Her only concern is, he's not... he 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 doesn't seen anything of life. He doesn't have anything of life. Yeah. Like, you know he's, you know, he's the boy next door who gets beaten up. Yeah, all the time and is basically the dog's body. Yeah, and he's not gonna bring you any joy. Yeah, and, and that's it. it is never like the teenage character, Jamie is the one who's saying, you think I'm going to be bullied. You think I'm going to get hit? You think I'm going to, and she's like, no, that's not the problem. Yeah. And she's just like, no, you, you know, he's not going to make you happy. Yeah. You know, that you'll go and find someone else who'll make you happy. It doesn't matter who they are. Yeah. It's just, he won't do it. Um, and then Tony, the hippie boyfriend is like, In shock that um, that he's uh, that Jimmy's gay, but again, is like once he's over the shock, you know, within that ten seconds, he's like, "This is cool. This is all fine." You know, sleep well. That's his
1: sort of bit that redeems him. Well, not redeems him because he's actually he's a likable character, but he's a ridiculous character. He's the only character that is still
0: like legitimate today. I think. Yeah, he has a touched. I know. Yeah, but that's the bit like, that gives him that. It's that bit that
1: makes you, when you're watching it, just that little bit of depth there, where you're like, oh, okay, this is why you're not just an irritating one note character, because yeah. it's actually that little bit where he's just like, all right.
0: Okay. One of one of my favorite exchanges is her is Leah, the next next to yeah. him, and him in the lift. Whenever she says your, your bird, your no pervert. and then she's like, what? And she's like, uh, your bird thinks I'm a cunt. And he just goes, you shouldn't use words like bird. Yeah. And it's like, no, you've completely got this, <laughs> you know, but like, yeah." But it, it just makes me so, uh, yeah. even at 15, it was like, this is brilliant. Yeah. But now the world is saying you shouldn't use words like bird. Yeah. But cunt is fine. fine. Yeah. Like the world has caught up to Tony. Yeah. So this ridiculous character 25 years ago is now the world. Yeah.
1: <laughs> one extra little bit that I like I've just remembered it and I feel like if I'd watched this when I was younger this might have been because I didn't watch this until I was maybe twenty twenty-one. 21 um, is the fact that the person who makes the first move is the geek character is the bullied character yes
0: he's the com- Not, he knows what he's doing he's yeah. confident,
1: and you him. would imagine actually and probably I think if, if I'd been writing this I would never have imagined I couldn't have conceived of his character being the one to do that yeah. but he makes it make sense he is the person who knows who he's
0: because they show, them, in, they show
1: them initially at school yeah, and he's clearly sort of the one who's out of his element there, whereas Stee is not. Stee yeah. is the person who you know has the control there, and then once yeah. they're away from that situation, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's an interesting play on that kind of dynamic. The not many, not my, not many writers manage to do that. That idea of like what you are in this place in school and that kind of thing, and then what you are here is different, and it yeah. can flip. And then obviously there is the running through the woods scene in which they kiss, and it's yeah. to the tune of Maker kind of music, which is just probably the most iconic bit of the film i think it's what yeah. most people know it for um and that's still just joyful to watch yeah so in conclusion right so on to my criticisms also,
0: also, <laughs> also i i genuinely do have one criticism okay that pub is not in rotherhithe. <laughs> the anchor that they're moving to in rotherhithe so it's a real pub yeah i've been there yeah it's a lovely pub it's by the river it is near Rotherhithe. You can see
1: Rotherhithe from it, like, but
0: it is very much in Greenwich.
1: It's literally only said as well. Like, so they say one line to say it's in Rotherhithe. They could have just changed it. They could have just said in <laughs> saying Greenwich. it's in Greenwich would have been just as much of a move out of the estate. That yeah. would be great. Like, I
0: mean, it, it, it's a tiny difference. It is basically they're moving. You know, in, they're moving from Thamesmead to Rotherhithe, which is about eight miles. <laughs> Thamesmead to Greenwich is about six. Yeah. Like, it's in the same direction. It's yeah. a better pub. It's a better area. Probably yeah. they
1: probably just filled the line beforehand, and they were like, "Oh shit, I can't relate that." That aside, yeah, I actually don't have any criticisms of it. Despite one year, I, I genuinely think it's a wonderful gay film. Yeah, I have. I, I don't have the same quite the same emotional connection to it. I watched it later on, and also because I don't think much of it represents my Experience. Well, I mean... Unlike yeah. the... Ne- which, when we come to the next film, next week, next episode, rather, that's, you know, all the reasons that I love it are because they chime with me and when I watched it, so...
0: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I mean, clearly, I grew up on a working-class council estate in the mid-90s in South East London.
1: No, but you... <laughs>
0: having said, I did actually I live on that estate.
1: That's what I mean. I think you had the advantage of, so, there were are there things about it that you got initially... And then you effectively moved into its environment, which yeah, I guess not on purpose. It. No, I know, but you know what I mean.
0: Ironically, it was the Thamesmead is also the estate where Clockwork Orange was yeah. filmed, and it was chosen because of its social uh, degradation yeah. only a few years after being built. <laughs> um, and then twenty years later, it was used for a beautiful thing. Um, when we moved in, I moved in with my boyfriend that I moved to London with from yeah. Belfast, and I was like this is a shithole, but we're, it's, it's, you know, we're literally 10 minutes walk away from like, where everything from Beautiful Thing was filmed. And he was like, this is a shithole. But over there is where they beat beat up somebody in Clockwork Orange is over there is when they did this. and, And, and like, we both you yeah, know, we both hated that flat yeah, for, first- for different <laughs> reasons, but we also loved it for different reasons. <laughs>
1: the first time I ever stayed in London, uh, when I came to visit with your ex, and we stayed at one of his exes, I was like, "This, this, this terrifying neighborhood is familiar." It's like, "Yeah, this is the bit where the zombies kill everyone in twenty eight days later." <laughs> <laughs> so well, yeah, yeah, no, the no, 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 no. great. All right, uh,
0: what, so what, on. sorry, one last thing. The only criticism I have of the film, yeah. And it's not a criticism of the film, it's a criticism of me what when I watched yeah. it. Is that as far as I can as far as I'm aware, it was my first gay film.
1: Okay. Which means All the rest after that were really depressing.
0: Yeah, because I didn't know they were meant to be. <laughs> I didn't know that the gay characters weren't meant to be happy. Yeah. I didn't know that like everyone wasn't meant to be fine with it. You know, like there was no conflict. <laughs> there was no no one died. You know, they mention it, but it's far off in the yeah. future, you
1: know. I am now, sorry, I'm just trying to think now what the first gay film I ever watched was. I don't <coughs> think I can remember what it is.
0: I don't know what my first gay movie was if it wasn't this.
1: I think it might have been Queer's Folk. I think Queer's Folk might have been the first thing that I watched that was a gay film. Not a Well, no, but you know what I mean. Like, I remember... This Life was sneaking. the first gay thing I watched. I watched that and after. My, and
0: my mum was convinced for many years that letting me watch that was the reason I was gay. Uh, and I was like, "No, it's not. that's no. the reason I don't like guys with long hair.
1: <laughs> okay, because <laughs> yeah.
0: Ferdy had long hair uh, and kept getting his dick out, and I did not want it." Okay.
1: On that note, next. game facts. game facts. Um. Yeah. So I. I um. I do not have one.
0: Not a surprise.
1: In Why, my defense.
0: Go on. <laughs> Yo, so the last okay. time yeah, the last yeah, yeah, time yeah. you sat opposite me you had eight pages of notes.
1: I still have eight pages of notes I just don't know where they are. So we I, I prepared six segments. I'm not
0: even angry Matt, I'm just disappointed. It's
1: fine you always disappointed. We uh I start. prepared six segments uh, and I we have delivered four of them, but uh, I still have two left but I can't find my notes. They're still somewhere packed for Egypt because I haven't unpacked for Egypt yet. <laughs> so what I thought we could do, what I thought we could do is Uh, We'll probably give it a miss for this episode Because we're running quite long But for the next episodes What I will simply do is I will pre-record them And I will just drop them in As if I've delivered it to you While you're in the room And what you can maybe do for me now Is just record a couple of really You know, impressed reactions Obviously impressed, that's all I need Impressed reactions to these facts And I'll just slot them right in Yeah? 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 Cool, okay So, let me set the scene for you Well, however many you feel is appropriate I feel that I only really need One variation of how wonderful But you may feel different Let me set the scene for you. I've just delivered a thrilling, scintillating, well-researched, well-presented um, fact that left an absolutely no room for questions from you, as I always do. I mean... As I always do. Okay, so you want me to act.
0: But, uh, but I don't know what the facts are. I mean, they're okay. obviously something about
1: Egypt. Imagine I've just told you a, a exciting tale about the misuse of someone's ashes.
0: Oh, wow. That was incredible. Next. Ooh. Next. Is that
1: it? I feel like I maybe need a bit more variation. Is that it? Oh, Next. that's the reaction. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was the reaction. <sighs> All right. Next.
1: Can I not have one that was like, oh, that was legitimately interesting for once?
0: Oh, that was legitimately interesting for once. Next?
1: Right. Fine. Next. <laughs> Cunt. In time. So okay, um, the last what six episodes I think we have played uh, a game at the end of the chat, at the end of the uh, episode. Yeah, they were always
0: super uplifting. They were super uplifting. People definitely want to listen to more. So we
1: played uh, a game called Confessions. Uh, We're now moving on to a different game. It's similar, similarly tonal, but hopefully a little bit less depressing. This one. This one is uh, by the School of Life, uh, the makers of it, who actually I think may have made the other game as well. yours. And this game is called, Am I Normal? And I'm just My gonna... therapist
0: would not be happy with me playing this game.
1: Oh, good job he's not here then. He's too busy, like, probably going on a Caribbean holiday with all the money you've given him.
0: He is going on a four-week holiday. <laughs> <Is he? laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it saves me a lot of money, so it's fine.
1: So, okay, so the, basically this game is a set of cards, um, and I definitely have the rules of it playing as people. Um, I think you all just, like, flip it and discuss it. But um, or you see how many people have uh, also kind of say that they do the thing or not. But basically, each thing is a card um, that has a statement on it, and you just decide whether you agree with it or not. So, ready? So, first one: I hardly like or properly connect with anyone. Well, I connect with you. I'm unclear if you're saying that as as an agreement (laughs) with the statement or a disagreement.
0: I, I, I look. Hell is other people, <laughs> and they're the worst. But like, I'd say there's like ten people outside my family that I am well connected with and, and enjoy and like. So that, that doesn't apply to me.
1: I think this. I don't think I'm naturally like this. I think, I just think it's harder as you get older. If you have less opportunity.
0: Well, if you didn't keep fucking off to Egypt for three months at a time, maybe you did just fine. I
1: had lots of people to like and connect with in Egypt. <laughs> that was lovely. I had a great social network over there. <laughs> <laughs> Helped I mean, that I was rich. Sister. Really did help that I was rich. Yeah. Yes with my inverted commas, sister. Yeah. I don't know, I think that um, I am always of the opinion that um, I don't understand or get on with people who just like to have a massive network of acquaintances and not much else mm. who have to socially perform for everyone. My preferred default is to have close relationships that you maintain and work on with a small group of people and to be honest the way as as I've moved through my life what I effectively have is one person for each sort of decade that yeah. that applies to and I've, I've kept hold of all of them yeah. like so it's an accumulation really which is nice
0: what i whenever i was going out with max whenever i met you yeah. he had the ability like he picked up friends like every time he left the house yeah and so after like a couple of years of dating him i decided my own my, a new rule in my own head was that if he introduced me, oh, this is my friend, yeah. Trevor.
1: you probably never see him again.
0: I I just wouldn't care and yeah. interact with him until I met him like three times.
1: And then if he like, was going to ah, turn up to yeah. like three
0: things in a month or two, then I'd be like, you might be around for long, so I'll find out what, yeah. your, what your second yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, around the same time, I also came up with another rule. Not a rule, but a distinction, which is, if I don't know what your job is, you're not my friend.
1: I don't really know You're what my- your job is.
0: Okay, well, this is awkward. <laughs> people. I, yeah. I
1: have met people where that's the problem. So they are super social. And so they think they have this big, expansive social network. Mm. And in actual fact, it's an incredibly tenuous social network because they don't actually have anyone that they are close to within it. They don't have anyone they can depend upon. They don't have anyone that they can actually connect with. They have someone they can say hello to every time they go out somewhere. Or they have someone that will come out drinking with them. And that's yeah. great. And in some ways, I'm often quite envious of that. Yeah. But they don't have... Any depth to a lot of that, and that's yeah. Some that suits some people, but I've met people who don't understand that they don't have that, and I think that's important. I mean,
0: there are there have definitely been times that I've wanted that. Yeah, there have been times that I've been bored on a Friday night and gone. Yeah, I'll just go to the pub. I'm bound to know someone, and I walk in and I know half a dozen people, but I don't want to speak to any Mm. of them, and I don't want to talk to you because you're you know clearly on a date or you're Mm. with. Four people who I don't know, yeah. and I'm not just gonna like waltz into a random group because I know one person, sort of. But at the same time, if I was, if I was more like like that, willing to be yeah. like acquaintances or friends, yeah, you know, that would mean that. I wouldn't go and stand in a pub. For what it would a, mean, what it would mean by is, myself. what
1: it would mean is, you could have gone out every night. But then, when you, you know, I don't know, when you have a breakup or when you have such and such, you have no one to yes go to, and that's yeah. probably my. I, 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 am, I do kind of envy that, that ability to just go out and be able to talk to people and immediately make friends with new people you meet. But I think that takes so much energy that
0: I don't have that sort of energy. No, like and I, I, do, I, and, I do, and I'm, I'm quite glad, like.
1: I, I always used to say, I, I don't normally talk about makes very much on the podcast, but one of the things that used to sort of be, I'm not a sticking point, se, but just a thing between us was that if we went on a night out together, he was extremely good at just meeting new people. Like, mm-hmm. he was really good at that, that, so, that you know, that social handling. And I am fucking dreadful at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am. Um, I got better as I get older, but effectively, usually pretty bad the first. if I meet someone, if meeting someone the first time on a night out, I mm-hmm. don't talk to new people on nights nope. out. I don't talk to people I've not met. It just doesn't happen. But then the second time, that's when I actually get to know people. So a lot of people that we would ever yeah. meet as a couple, the first time round, they would think that I was a bit standoffish or a bit, like, moody or just didn't get on with me. And then the second time round, if we ever met them again, then I would start to really get on with them. And yeah. some of those people are people that I've carried on sort of being friends with since. But my ex used to be very, very bad at maintaining the friendship afterwards. You wouldn't know how to do the next thing, the next thing where you... And that's where you come in. It is where I come in. It used to sort of work. But, like, yeah, I, I think I would rather my skill.
0: By the way, I don't know what my ex's job was.
1: Next one. I've been alarmed at how easily I might proposition someone in the street.
0: I've never I've never, I've never. I've never propositioned someone in the street. I've never been alarmed at how easy it has been. I have wanted to proposition someone in a, on a street... During Pride, and spent 20 minutes going, Oh, should I? Oh, no, give me another drink. Oh, oh. He's looking at me. Oh, no, no, can't do it. I'm right. going away now. I'm... No, this is, I mean, I'm anxious just talking. Okay.
1: Um, I'm just going to say one sentence and just let it hang in the air with no explanation to anyone, including our listeners. The boys are so friendly here. <laughs>
0: That was neither of us That was neither of us, just to clarify That was somebody else
1: Next question (laughs) In small and perhaps rather hard to define ways I think I'm a bit superior to most people Do you want to go first? Shall I go first? No, I don't think that at all I mean (laughs) look, Some people may have commented in the past That I have a superiority complex I Uh, think they're wrong because I understand these things better than them
0: Yes, I... I have it's been pointed out to me quite a lot that I'm a bit of a snob Mm -hmm. um and that um sometimes I'm okay with that because
1: (laughs) (laughs) because you're right (laughs) because sometimes I'm right the the place I actually struggle with it is in the writing community basically Mm -hmm. um because um these days the way a lot of that works is so much about networking and being social and meeting new people and like keeping them interested in things like that I don't know many writers
0: but you're not the most outgoing of groups
1: yeah well, and
0: that's one of the reasons why I
1: don't know many within writers. Within them, no, not so because they have they're their quite insular communities, and there is mm-hmm. a lot of people like I. I write books, so I'll buy your books, and it, this, this is a whole different thing. But um, I get intensely irritated that there are large communities that sell lots and lots of their books to each other, and I think that's a relevant part of it because mm-hmm. you're very much being like, I want people to buy mine, so I buy them, but they're all shit. Right, <laughs> I know. What I mean, is sort if of like you know, I have I have studied and then I spent ten years writing and kind of honing a craft. And you can you can up to a point objectively say when you think that the standard of someone else is that's just that's mm-hmm. a professional opinion. Uh, but it's absolutely just a superiority complex about that's that's basically fueled by motherfuckers aren't that the motherfuckers are selling more than me. Right. <laughs> I do really I I get sometimes I'm a bit of a dick about it and sometimes I'm just kind of like that is frustrating that I know you're producing absolute shite quality but because you've networked with a couple of hundred people and kissed ass you will sell your books that I will yeah
0: I mean I I definitely feel superior to some people for some things Mm. because I am but I also know that I'm inferior to lots of other people for lots of other things Mm. Because I am, mm-hmm. like, I am very aware that at best I'm somewhere in the middle for most things, and there's you know there's got to be someone above you and there's got to be someone below you.
1: It's about no, I think it is about knowing when to shut up and let the person who does know more than you speak. The irony that you've said that. Yeah. <laughs> Related to that. I'm just going to flip the last card and I might just read it out loud and let the visual medium of you glaring at me tell the story for our listeners. It's
0: not a visual medium.
1: I badly want to win, triumph and quietly humiliate. I wish it was a visual
0: medium. Next! (laughs) Next!
1: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show or even if you didn't enjoy the show, feel free to get in touch with us. You can reach us uh, on Instagram at The Variety Show. You can reach us on Facebook and um, also at The Variety Show or through our website at As uh, Some credits, the theme is by Purple Planet and our logo uh, art is by Tito Bravo. Uh, and if you did enjoy the show, um, genuinely it would mean a lot to us uh, just uh, to rate, um, rate, review and recommend Uh, It really is uh, important for, like, kind of uh, start-up podcasts uh, to just get the word out there to recommend it to friends. You're far more likely to listen to something that a friend has told you to listen to. Um, Apart from me, who never listens to anything that he recommends me, but don't use me as a good example. No one ever has. Uh, We will see you all in two weeks. Bye. I use it, suppose it could be a sticker too.
0: That's when everything has to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I can use it, I use it on both ends.
1: I could use it at both ends, <laughs> at both ends is you what This is a great clip. I could use it at both
0: ends.